Hello, everybody. Hi, Guess girls. What? Hi, boys. Welcome back. We are here with the official episode two. I'm Chris Bruno. I'm Cedar Champ, and I'm nasally as fuck this week. The jury is still out as to whether or not it is allergies, COVID, or a cold, but either way, we persevere. We're manifesting allergies. We're manifesting allergies. I have taken so much fucking Zyrtec, so hopefully... Every single time I say it's allergies, I... It's COVID. That's positive the next day. I have had COVID... So many times. Like three times in the past three months. May I add, I am somebody who never gets sick. I used to get sick like once every two years, like a cold maximum. And then I had fucking COVID three times in three months. You are literally a breeding ground for bacteria. I... That whole situation over there is just bacteria. I'm just, everybody stay away from me. Yeah. Please. As I'm here, as I, as you're as in my apartment. I'm, you're, I'm probably going to get COVID again from you. Probably. Well, no, because it's just allergies. I feel really confident in that, actually. Anyway, welcome back. Um, this is Hot and Bothered. We already introduced ourselves. What do we talk about on this podcast, Chris? So we talk about everything that we find hot as fuck and everything that just absolutely bothers us irks us everything that we just completely detest with every fiber of our being i typically run bothered chris typically runs hot but you know what i run hot in many different ways yeah i'm envious of that i can't say the same for myself we are coming in with some different and weird energy this week. So I don't know. I think things are going to be, we're going to shake shit up a little bit, but. I think we're actually just like bringing normal, calm energy for the first time. For and by the first time, I lives. mean one out of three. Um, yeah. So let's see how it goes. Will you sing for us? My calm energy. Yeah. Do we have a gong? Oh, that would be so serene. You can do something just a little more. Da-da, da-da. <laughs> Is that the intro to the fucking... I know, the Pink Panther. Where am I going with this? <laughs> I liked that one, though. It was it was really cute. What do I usually do? We should just keep it going. You usually go... I didn't even have to refresh you on that one. I know. You just got straight into it. I like that. We need to figure out how we're going to make that an actual sound. I don't think we ever should. I like it when you sing for me. It feels like I'm being serenaded. Don't get used to it. I actually do get used to it because we have plenty more motherfucking episodes coming. I'm so proud of us. Okay, well, I'm actually just going to... I want to hit the ground running and I want to ask you We should you do that first. for the first time. Okay, ask me. For the first time. After it's yeah. been 10 minutes and we've like All, covered yeah, nothing. Um, Chris, let me ask you. Are you hot or are you bothered this week? You know, I was thinking earlier today that I was going to be hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to spice it up, but I think I'm just hot. Let's not be spicy this week. We're serene this week, as we, we, are as we mentioned. We are serene girls this week. I've actually been so not serene, and that's like why I was a little bit bothered. But okay, let's jump into it. I'm hot. If you say because the politician, I'm kicking you off oh this my God, fucking podcast. No, the politician podcast. I haven't even talked to in so long also shaved really? his head. <gasps> not a cute vibe, which I do love a shaved head, but he was cute before. But we support his journey. He's having a spiritual moment. Good for him. Um, I did text him this morning because I realized it's been like 10 days that we haven't spoken. Um, I'm hot this week because, as many of you know, I have been on my Bullshit. friends and family wedding journey. I have been traveling every fucking weekend. I'm usually not that kind of girl. I'm a homebody. I am a routine girl. I hate being out of my routine. Long story short, I've been traveling every single weekend for weddings short little trips, bachelorette parties, bachelor slash bachelorette parties, bachelorette parties. I have traveled high and low. I'm racking up those motherfucking... Motherfucking. What are those things called? Miles. Yes. <laughs> Miles. Having Chris gone this much has been detrimental to my mental health. It's been brutal not having him here constantly, but Bitch, he's you literally... I was gone once. I went in a You were gone for literally 10 days, which covered two weekends. It was really good for me, actually. But we'll talk about that later. I just had to piggyback off of that, that I've fortunately up to this point in my life not had to encounter like the wedding circa yet. Okay, this is what I wanted to say. I thought that I wouldn't be at... I'm 27 years old. I'm turning 28 next month. 
I thought that I would be where I am with this whole wedding friends journey, like in five years. But I don't know what the fuck is going on and why everyone's, you know, doing this. I support it. I absolutely love it. But I just didn't think it would happen this quickly. Anyway, back to the whole traveling situation. I'm not a good traveler. I do not like traveling. I do not like planning. Here's my credit card. Book this, book that, do this, do that. Tell me where to go. Tell me where to show up. I don't fucking want to know anything. But a lot of these trips, I've been like solo and I've had to do it myself. Forced to coordinate for yourself. Forced to coordinate things myself. A DIY travel agent. Literally. And to be honest, I was stressed out every single weekend about, you know, where I was going and what I was doing, etc. And I was really, really like honestly stressed out for the month of August because I had so much shit to do. Mm -hmm. And every weekend just got better and better. Looking back at it now that it's done and I could like not worry about packing and what I'm going to wear to the next thing and all that bullshit looking back at it I'm like it was so fucking fun I had so much fun with everyone like each weekend was a mix of different people you know like I was with my family one weekend a different group of friends this week and different group of friends that weekend this past weekend I was in Mexico for a bachelorette party just so fucking fun great memories I'm also back in my social media era which <sighs> I have put God. on the back burner for like the past three years can we quickly circle back to the good traveler bad traveler situation because i'm, I'm terrible. the opposite where i'm actually an a plus 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 okay are you like an airport traveler dad? are you like we have to be at the airport like literally 19 hours before the flight leaves no i'm like i'll get there like a sweet little like hour before the flight leaves i like to give myself like 30 minutes Wait, before we board i know you don't like when i cut you off parking at the airport is the biggest plot twist the biggest life hack and quite honestly, a little bit of a flex. I'm like, I'm walking to my fucking car. Yeah. I'm not waiting in a stinky Uber line. Yeah. I'm not doing any of that. For $20 a day, are you kidding me? It's literally $85 for any kind of Uber Yeah. to get six miles. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing that. So, bitch, parking at the airport, getting on my little shuttle, and just go. It's stunning. When I have a job, Highly I'll park recommended. at the airport again. I'm like, insert LAX parking ad here. Yeah. <laughs> park um, easy. Yeah, no, I am such a good traveler. I'm like relatively good at booking and coordinating. Mm -hmm. But I think because I haven't been working because I don't have a career, I'm actively losing brain cells and I am fucking brain dead. Like I'm the dumbest person I know right now. And my trip home to visit my family, which was like the first trip I've taken in a while I usually travel like at least twice a month but I've been single and not working and so I've had no reason to travel you've been doing and a lot of little trips though you've been doing mostly little road trips yeah not flying though and I I literally misbooked my flight to go home and I flew in a day later than I was supposed to so we're doing like a little freaky Friday moment where you're like traveling easy breezy beautiful cover girl and I'm like having a fucking hell of a time I got all the way to Minnesota where I'm from and realized I forgot all of my vitamins all of my medication all of my birth control at home oh that's the worst that's the absolute worst it was bad anyway I feel comforted knowing that you don't have any travel plans anytime soon so after well, Labor Day weekend is coming we up we have a wedding in September okay the weekend after the weekend after Labor Day, you're going to be gone? Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking killing myself. We're never going to be together for another weekend ever again. Well, we have two weekends in September, I think. As long as I don't go anywhere. Um. Well, you're not. Okay. Okay, wait. I want to get back to me being hot and bothered. I do want to I was going to say that I'm hot because I'm so grateful and happy for all my little whatever trips. Yes. I was also going to say that I'm bothered because I have been so fucking whacked out of my routine. Like... I've been so stressed out, like on edge just today to like, honestly, only be stressed out at work and like only have to think about that and then like go to the gym for literally the first time in a week today. I was like, I feel so much better. Also, I slept for 15 hours last night, so I'm fucking hot. I am so I jealous of that. 15 hours. So jealous. 15 hours. That's insane. Do you know what I'm like also proud of myself about? Tell I'm me. like circling back to my today. coming of age era. You're I'm on like, one. Uh, what is going on? I'm like, this is going to be a boring episode because it's all positive. Um, <laughs> and for once, we're finally drinking just talking tequila about on you. ice. That was all I was drinking in Cabo. I was like, with no mixers in it? No, an <gasps> orange wedge, bitch. I would rather be dead. I was like, 
I'm an adult. I don't know what else I need in life. Like, I'm an adult. Nothing else. Like, I tequila used to be, like, not able to take wedge. a tequila shot without having, like, 17 cans of Sprite next to me or, like, some disgusting pineapple juice. But I was like, we're in Mexico. Like, I was like, give me... But I can't do a lime. It, like, is too acidic. So I do an orange mm-hmm. wedge. But everyone was like, I guess that's even more of a sign of being an alcoholic slash adult. <laughs> they go hand in hand. But anyway, yeah, I'm on my tequila on ice journey. I historically have been a vodka drinker because I can't stand the taste of tequila. I used to be like that too, but which also is just me, you know, getting into being an adult is drinking your tequila. progression of alcoholism. I'm actually so- going to go sober for two weeks until that wedding. I'm really proud of you. But I'm obviously going to black out this weekend. Anyway, like recently... I'm like, maybe I need to try tequila because literally everybody... I thought we've like had tequila together, no? Maybe I've had like a margarita while we were together or something. Mm -hmm. But like LA bitches... Love tequila. Drink strictly tequila. So I was out on Saturday night and I had myself a fucking tequila night. And I don't know how I respond to tequila because I know like with like rum, I get really happy. And with vodka, I'm just like regular me. That's not acceptable. I love rum. I love rum. And then with tequila, I think I'm fine on tequila, except for I will say that um, on Saturday night, I like got hammered and then I came home and I cried from the hours of 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that I was drinking tequila or if it's just because my life is traumatic and horrifying, but I'm going to continue exploring my tequila journey and I aspire to someday be you and be able to drink tequila on the rocks with an orange wedge. We will get there at this pace. I I feel the same. We'll get there. I feel the same. So in steady wins the race. I used to work at a restaurant in college. Like I was a waiter and it was like a quote unquote gastro pub, which I don't know what the fuck that means, but there was like so much alcohol. What What is a gastro pub? I don't know. I've never heard of that. I don't think. Whatever. Anyway, people would be like, oh, could I get like a Don Julio Reposado neat? And I would be like, what? Like, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Like, let me coming right up, sir. Yeah. And then like, I would have to go talk to the bartender and be like, what the fuck is that? And he would be like. Like, they all hated me, all the bartenders. Like, I would never... Shocking. I was a really good server. Obviously, everybody loved me. But I, like, hated garnishing a fucking drink. Like, yeah. Like, don't tell me to garnish Like, the drink. extra shit that... I'm not, like, like, like smoking like... a cinnamon stick and, no. like, shoving it up my ass and then, like, putting it on your fucking whiskey sour, whatever the fuck that goes on. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Anyway, so I had to do all that kind of shit. Fucking hated hate it. Didn't I hate know anything that. about alcohol. And now, literally, you probably know this. Everybody knows this. My biggest fantasy... My biggest fantasy is working at a restaurant again. I would just fucking love it. Quit your job. You and I can go get restaurant jobs right fucking now. I've been thinking about this. Every time I'm at a restaurant, I'm like, should I work here? So my sister this summer has been working as a Bev Cart girl on a golf course. And she's okay, having the she time like of her fucking life doing it. No. But You're I'm like sure she she's making tits. just as much money. <laughs> she actually does. It's hereditary. We all have really small tits, but she like all she has to do is like talk to old men and she gets tipped well. And I'm like, if there's anything it's I'm like an good at beer and they just hand you a 20, you'd like crack it and hand it to them. And yeah. th- like your job is done. And like, you don't really have to report to anybody because you're driving around by yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, if there's anything I'm good at, it's driving around by yourself, driving around by myself and getting old men to like want to engage in conversation and like me. I'm so good at that. You know what we would have to do for you though, if that was your career path, mm-hmm, job title, journey, journey mm-hmm. we would have to get you a secondary phone because you don't give your phone number to anybody. And I don't think that that would fly well yeah. with that career path. So yeah. we would have to get you a secondary phone where men could call you. You're so right. Because every time I've been with you and someone asks for your number, you're like, no. I used to be scared to say no. Like, well, not scared, but I would get uncomfortable and wouldn't be able to say no. So in, instead of saying no, now I just deflect and I say, actually, let me tell you a fucking secret. I have over a hundred unread text messages in my phone. If you want a response from me, you're better off messaging me on Instagram. People don't take that lightly. No. You got accosted. What was that disgusting place we went to like in Melrose? With, I think it was literally called Melrose Place. Yeah, that is it. 
we were at Melrose Place and that man was like up my fucking ass. And he wouldn't leave. I was like, bro, read the room. And he wanted my number so bad. Did I give him my number? But we went on, I went on like the whole like Instagram I don't know, you started like, him. you had like some displaced anger that you were taking out on him, but he was like <laughs> jerking off to it. So I, I don't love, really know what was going on with that. If there's anything about me, it's that I love a man that will take my abuse because I have a lot to give. Let's talk about that guy that like invited me. We were at the little hotel and I met that guy and he invited me oh, to yoga, the yoga there. Guy? And I did like the whole thing where I was like, if you want to speak to me, I will not be giving you my phone number. You can message me on Instagram. And that is the only way you're guaranteed a response from me. Because when my Instagram like notifications get out of control, I get overwhelmed. So like I'll actually open and respond. And he refused. And he was like, I like to call people on the phone. That like just made me like that gave me the goosebumps. Your skin is crawling. Yeah, so I actually ended up giving him my phone number and we like went to a yoga class together. And then after that, he tried texting me and calling me and I've never responded to him. And I'm like... You've never responded not once? Not since then, no. Didn't he do some like weird like mansplaining situation? Like what was... What gave you the ick? Oh, oh, it was so bad. Guys are like, what's your number? You're like... I actually just broke up with my ex-boyfriend. I'm depressed. I don't have a job. I hate everybody. I'm not going to respond to you. And you think that that would be like a repellent, but they're just, they're just like, what is your number? What is your phone number? What is your phone number? And you're like, I'm not fucking making this up. No, it like literally, this is a regular occurrence. So I went out with that guy and I've been doing yoga since I was probably like 12. Like, like I've off. always Minnesota yoga girl. I've always done yoga Jador. ever since I've been unemployed. I have nothing to do but go to yoga. I go to yoga six days a week and he invited me to go to this yoga class. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm always down for another yoga class. So I go with him. But the day before he had called me to like check in and confirm. That's right. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just actually getting ready to head out the door to go to a yoga class. And he was like, oh, are you getting prepared for tomorrow? And I was like. No, actually, I go to yoga every single day. I told you that already. Men love to pretend like I didn't fucking tell them things when they just don't listen to a word I say. I'm like, I actually told you this like, yesterday. What are these men thinking about when they're not listening to you? Fucking are they undressing me. you? Yes, with their eyes. Men do not listen to a word that comes out of my mouth. I swear to God. So I told him, I called him out on it. I was like, yeah, I told you yesterday. I go to yoga every single day. I was like so annoyed about that. But then he tried to like talk on the phone with me and continue the conversation. You're like, baby, I'm actually putting on my hokas and I'm one foot out the door. Exactly. This is your cue to say goodbye. I told him the day before I was like, I hate talking on the phone. If you call me, I might not answer. And if I do, I won't want to talk for very long. And so he was like trying to keep the conversation going. And then I was like, okay, I like cut him off. And I was like, okay, I'm actually like going to run out of the door to go to yoga. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And he was so put off by that. Like I could hear it in his voice. He like got so uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I told you this already. And if you don't want to listen to the words that come out of my mouth, then don't fucking call my phone. I don't know what to tell you. So we go to the yoga class and um after class we're like okay. chit chatting and oh, talking. Okay. And there's this one pose that you do and it's like literally the easiest of poses but i don't know what muscle it is but there's one there's one muscle that i'm really flexible in where like when i'm in child's pose or anything like that like my ass is touching my heels and for a lot of people like they don't touch i like i'm definitely not like the most flexible but that is one pose that i have down fucking pat if there's one thing i can do is child's pose and it's like one of the easiest poses so then there's another pose kind of off of that where like you're um sitting on your legs your knees are bent and like you're mm-hmm. sitting on your calves and your feet mm-hmm. the purpose is to get your spine straight and one thing that can be really helpful for that is if you sit on a block it helps you straighten your spine but i don't necessarily need a block and so we did that pose and at the end he and I were sitting and chatting and he was like oh my god oh my god oh my god like you have to try that pose with a block like here and he's like trying to get me a block so I can like do it and I'm like I've been doing yoga for over 10 years like you don't need to like offer me advice on how to do like an intermediate pose yeah I'm like 
And I've already explained to him on multiple occasions at this point that I've been doing yoga for ages and he's like insisting, insisting, insisting. And I like got so annoyed and so frustrated with him because like he's like just being a fucking straight man, like thinks he knows so much better than me on all accounts. And he also did this annoying thing where he was like right off the bat first thing in the morning trying to think of like new career paths for me and stuff. And I was like, I didn't ask you to come save me. Honestly, don't even speak to me. What are we nicknaming this man? I don't think he needs one because hopefully he doesn't fucking show back up. Like, I hope to never see him again. Whatever. We don't. Okay. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They'll know. So anyway, I mean, like serves him fucking right. Like I told you not to call my phone. I told you not to text me. If you want to get a hold of me, message me on Instagram. Like I told you that you didn't listen to me. So I ghosted you. It's not my fault. That's your fault. You should have listened to me. Moral of the story is straight men don't listen to heterosexual girls. Not not a single heterosexual one of them. men don't listen to heterosexual girls. Um, are you hot or are you bothered this week? Did we actually finish like your talking? I don't know. Points? I'm tired of talking about myself. No one cares that I literally went to Mexico. It was so good. Honestly, when I drink champagne, there is something in the DNA of champagne. I can have one glass of champagne on an empty stomach. My legs will not operate. My face is red. And I also can't speak English. Are you allergic? Maybe champagne just fucks us up. I think like, you just get fucked up off champagne. I mean, I threw up literally everywhere that night. So like... The guy, yeah. Yeah. Okay, are you hot or are you bothered? Let's go. Um, I'm really hot this week, actually. Okay. The... The energy shift. The energy shift. <laughs> the hair flip. No, I've been waiting. I've been dying to talk about this. Okay, I've what been happened? Dying to talk about this. So here's the thing. I have a very long, long, long dating history. I've been dating since the dawn of time, and I also like to point out the fact that I have seen more than the average girl because I have three older sisters. And my mother is single. And so not only do I have my own dating experience, but I have witnessed all of theirs as well. I have a lot of knowledge up in this little brain of mine. So I had a narcissistic piece of shit ex-boyfriend that I like was with on and off throughout high school. And we took like a three-year break where we like didn't even speak at all. And we tried to get back together when I was like 21. I was living in New York City And he was living in Fargo, North Dakota. And I was traveling to fucking Fargo to see him. The most embarrassing thing I've ever done. God, that is so terrible. (laughs) I know. No Um, offense to anyone that lives in North Dakota. We do. We might have a listener or two from there. And I love you guys. But the fact that I would travel that distance. For a man, period. Exactly. That's the most. unacceptable. And on my own dime. That's what's embarrassing about it. Was this, were you, was it? dick amazing like what was dick was good but he was a narcissist so he like had a hold on me and like i don't use that term lightly or like in the trendy way but the point of that is when we reconvened reconnected rekindled when i was 21 years old he told me how fucking annoying it was the entire time we were broken up because he would see my name everywhere Obviously, I don't have a common name, but it's a word. And I didn't realize how common cedar is, but apparently it's fucking everywhere. And so fast forward, that obviously ended disastrous. That ended so badly. Um, We break up. I go on to date someone else. I end up dating this guy. Uh, We dated for like a year and a half and it was like a weird situation because um, I decided to test the waters of ethical non-monogamy, I guess is what you would say. Mm -hmm. E&M. Is that like a coin term? Is that a coin? That's like a thing people say. Okay. Yeah. So I dated this guy who was married. Me bleeping out married. (laughs) Okay. Just the uh, perks of living in Los Angeles. Just sirens 24-7. It helps that I live next to a fire station. Just in case you decide to smoke cigarettes inside and burn down the entire apartment. (laughs) Which I've done. I've smoked cigarettes in here many a times. I think that was like the first time we hung out. We were just chain smoking in here out this window. That's really hot of us. I love it. Um, Okay, so I decided to test the waters of ethical non-monogamy and I dated a man that was married and I refer to him as the married man. 
So when I was he with... He was in an open relationship with his wife. Correct. Okay. Were you dating other people at the same time he was dating his wife? Yes. Okay. So it was just kind of like a... Yeah. Okay. It ended up getting like really... You guys are like friends. We're the best of friends now. Well, I don't know if he would say that, but I'll say it. It ended up getting pretty intense. Like I got really emotionally invested in the relationship as I would do, but actually it was really good and really healing for me because he's the reason I started therapy. Not because he like literally forced me to go into therapy because he like broke my heart, but because he was like, hey, you obviously have some issues. How would you feel about me paying for your therapy? And I was like, please do. So um, it was a good relationship in some ways. That's beside the point. The point is, is that while he and I were together, I did express to him that one of my sickest, most greatest satisfactions in life is knowing that my ex-boyfriends have to see my name everywhere. And ironically enough, the married man at the beginning of our relationship had just purchased a bar restaurant on Cedar Avenue. I've always loved that but I always kind of just assume that like that kind of thing just like fades into the background and like you get used to seeing it and you eventually are able to ignore it yeah, and like whatever numb to it and I mean it I have always loved him and cared about him so I don't really care to torture him in that way anyway so my sister and I were like should we just like go grab a beer and we're like both down and I was like wait should we go to the married man's bar so I in show hopes up of seeing him or no, just like support a local business. And he and I had already talked and we were actually going to get together the next day. So I get there. We're sitting and chatting and a girlfriend of mine, girl Blake, she sends me a screenshot of my location on Find My Friends. And she said, this is single handedly the best thing I've seen on Find My Friends in my entire life. She sends me a screenshot of my location. It's got like my little pink dot and it says my initials CS. And she circled all of the things within my vicinity that have my name in the title of the business. My name is littered around this man's bar and it's so fucking funny to me. And then to piggyback off of that, like the, the plot thickens completely different man right we're now talking about spit in my mouth man god so he's lebanese and the cedar tree is very significant in in lebanese culture and the cedar tree is on the flag of Mm -hmm. lebanon Mm -hmm. and he had expressed to me before um when we like first started seeing each other that someday not anytime soon but someday he intended on getting a cedar tree tattooed on him and he was like telling me because it's funny and ironic and whatever so a literal day and a half after this incident of me going to my ex's bar and seeing all of these cedars everywhere i get a text from fucking spit in my mouth man and it is a picture of his brand new tattoo and lo and behold he has now a cedar tree on his forearm for the rest of fucking eternity and, and that symbolizes his love for you and has absolutely nothing has to do with this culture. Nothing to do with this culture. But I just love the fact that like no matter how hard any man, any ex I've ever been with tries, they will never, ever, ever be able to escape me. And we're hot because of that. And I'm so hot because of that. And You're on that's, fire. that's on having a unique but somehow common name. Slay. I love that. So yeah. It's like this is like cedar trees and cedar. Like, I don't even know. Is that like something that Minnesota is like known for? Is that like what you, why your name is cedar? No, actually I say that my name has no significance in my family or like in my background or anything like that. And when people always ask me, why were you named cedar? I don't know how to answer it other than like my parents were just typical fucking white people colonizers my mom went to her sister's wedding I think it was and there was a little girl she met there a little Native American girl whose name was Cedar and my mom was like that's a cool name I'm stealing that and here I am and I'm named Cedar when I told my mom um that you existed and that you had a name she thought I was a boy no she was like the first thing she said she was like Something about like, oh, are her parents like hippy dippies or something? Everyone asked me that. And she like thought like she had this image that they were like, you know, 
that vibe yeah, everyone asked me and that. i was like babe it's quite literally the opposite so, so far the opposite you're like no her parents are like massive mega trumpers yeah yeah i was like her dad is actually president donald trump <laughs> literally. so i'm not sure i was born of the trump family <laughs> Yeah, so there's like a little walk through some of my dating history. It gets really wild and hairy in there, but Wearing I imagine there too. But you know what you told me one day, one day today, you were complaining <laughs> about some man picking a fight with some loser. Me, I'm not even sure. Who, oh, it was spit in my mouth, man. Shocking. And you were like, oh, he like wants me to shave. Like he wants me to shave my yeah. vagina. Like yeah. whatever. Like he kept asking me if I was going to shave, and you were like. I'm not fucking doing that. Like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, okay, go off. I'm like, we support whatever you want to put down there. We support a bush, a landing strip, a wax moment, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I took that energy on. And like, the next day I was like on Grinder, and some guy was like, oh, like, I don't like a furry ass. And I was like, okay, then go talk to someone that has no hair on their body because I'm not subscribing to your preferences. I'm not shaving my ass right now. It takes me two hours. We're not doing it. So I was like, go off. Go off. Like, if that's your preference, that's fine. But the thing about that whole situation was like, I shave. I shave when I'm ready. I quite literally have a patch of like eczema on my pussy. And so when my hair starts to grow in, I have to shave. Otherwise that like eczema gets irritated. And so I shave when I'm ready and it's usually on like a biweekly basis. And I am like, I don't know you well enough for you to be making these requests. Like when you're my boyfriend and we're in love and have been dating for like two, three months and you say, babe, I think it's really hot when you shave. Will you shave for me? Sure, I'll shave for you. But right now you're currently some stranger. Or like, stranger. yeah, just change the tone a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. But like, it's like right now you're literally a stranger who's... I mean, obviously everybody has preferences. Of course. And like, I feel like when I'm talking to somebody that I'm like, sexually interested in I never really like put those out there necessarily because one it's not gonna like hinder me wanting to have relations with you you know whether you have this or that or not it's like if the vibe is good whatever but I also don't think that I would ever like ask somebody of that yeah like I wouldn't be like shave your ass for me to put it plainly I'm not inconveniencing myself or going out of my way to do something for someone that I A, hardly know, and B, hasn't done anything for equivalent me. for me. Yeah. And I wouldn't Besides ask of that. Besides get a fucking tattoo of <laughs> a tree that symbolizes you on his body. So maybe I should shave for him is what we're saying. What I'm just kidding. Get? I think we're broken up right now. Um, I'm not you know what I do why. think though and like I think that I've had this theory for a while and I really was like excited about all of this last summer but in like to piggyback off of like fucking pubic hair I think that you have lice I have crabs, crabs. <laughs> I think I was thinking of crabs um No, I like was so excited when cigarettes came back in and I was obviously and I was so excited when cigarettes came back in because for so long we were all like, oh, my God, cigarettes cause cancer. And then anyone who smoked cigarettes had to do it like shamefully and like in private. Like I literally would be like plastic glove like behind the office. Yeah, no. And that's been me as well. But then finally, it wasn't until like the last like two years. Because everyone's fucking vaping and getting popcorn lungs. Yeah. And we're all like, we all almost died of fucking COVID. Like the world is falling apart. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to smoke a fucking cigarette. And that's how everybody feels. And so like. We had a cigarette right before this podcast. And we're going to have one as soon as this is over we're actually actively lighting one on my sofa right now don't tease me so no one gives a fuck anymore and like smoking cigarettes is cool again but when cigarettes came back so did diet coke because we're all like are you coming for me no i've also i've never shut thought, the fuck up i need to finish this stop thought. i've never thought that these things were like coming back they came back Diet Coke was not cool oh, for all the those longest loser girls time. on TikTok that go on their like treadmills on their computers that record themselves or like it's three o'clock. It's time for my hot girl afternoon Diet Coke. No, I, that this was before that. This was like over a year ago when like these things started to be cool again. Okay. I, and that's my timeline, but okay. Y- okay. Okay. So 
we're not shaming people anymore. My point is, and if you would shut the fuck up and let me get there, the point is, is that we're no longer shaming people for smoking cigarettes. We're no longer shaming people for drinking Diet Coke. So Diet Coke and cigarettes are fucking back in and I'm so game for that. But you want to know what else is coming back hand in hand with those things? I have a thought and I need to cut you off landing strips and like pubic hair <laughs> art i think is like oh god it's the next thing pubic hair art yeah like where you know when people get I like landing that. strips or like triangles art? or like any of that dumb shit that is the most urban outfitters i would never <laughs> ever if that's like in like someone's bathroom like a single line with like a pube on a woman no if i didn't I have that. no one supports that that's distasteful pussy eczema i would have a landing strip right now well i don't care about any of that i need to talk about diet coke okay <laughs> circling back to the diet coke diet coke is has in. changed lives it has always been in that's not true i don't care but it is in now and i i love that it's i love I that always, it's in. I, Every time I go to pavilions, I have to buy a 12-pack. No, I need you to understand by no, me saying... I need, you to under, I need you to let me finish my thoughts, sweetie. If you're carrying... If you're walking down the street with a big gulp with Diet Coke in it, you, are, you need Fucking. to be arrested. Oh. You need to be put in jail. You shouldn't be alive. Why? If, you, if you're walking down the street with a cute little can of Coke, like the regular size can, that's hot. If you're carrying a plastic bottle, that's disgusting. Plastic bottles are horrible, but the taste of fountain soda is that's always something that you can indulge forever. in in the privacy of your own home. That's like a delicatessen on a road trip. It's a road trip drink. That's for like sure. you know. But we're if gonna, you're like going out and you're if doing you like, are like in public with something that looks like a fountain drink that is in a clear plastic cup, you shouldn't be alive. Or I'm gonna get canceled for this. So we <laughs> you will say that about that. everything. There's no, no one, but I'm like no one here can just carry a can, a can of listeners. diet coke is hot. A can of diet coke is hot. That's hot. But if you're carrying a plastic bottle, that's disgusting. I and couldn't it's gonna, agree and it's more. Most likely half like hot with like sweat in Ugh, the bottle. Like yeah. that's fucking disgusting. Like it was it's, the day that we were we were walking around the Melrose Trading Post and the only diet coke we could get our fucking hands on was in a bottle and, and it was I like said, the, I'm not drinking the worst diet coke said, I've ever had in my coke? fucking said, life. No, it's in a bottle. I would never. I was definitely hung over that day, so like it was it absolutely essential. Um no, okay, so I want to say by me saying diet coke was out, I'm not saying that I thought it was wrong or shameful. I'm saying society did. No, I just know. like cigarettes were out, but I was always fucking smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But soda does have like a bad. Yeah. Especially like especially here. well especially diet coke and like the diet drinks because of like the chemicals that are in them and whatever. But well, I'm not gonna drink a Coca Cola with 750 grams of sugar. I like literally don't give a fuck about any of that shit. I just want us really? all to like consume what we want to consume and like. Oh my god, I think it's time we wrap it up because Cedar has lost her mind, you guys. I think it's no. time we call it a night. I mean, if I'm drinking a soda, I don't fucking care if it's got real sugar in it or not. If I like really? it, I'm going to drink it. Oh my god, I'm the opposite. The your biggest? The, what did you just say? I was just talking about how much I appreciate your landing strip. Me and my landing strip. Okay, one of the most important things I've learned about Diet Coke, which I wasn't a Diet Coke drinker really before this, but I was out one night and like, I don't ever really like to get fucked up to the point where like, I don't have my wits about me. The night where I threw up was a very special occasion. Um, and that happens like once every 10 years, probably. You were literally sober. And then all of a sudden you were like, Uber driver, please pull over. No, it was, it was like bad i was like falling over me on the side of santa monica boulevard wearing one fucking shoe literally like, in front of the beverly hills sign yeah on santa monica but as i was saying i usually don't drink to that point but there was one night where i was out with girl blake and she's a big diet coke girl and i was like starting to st like feel like i was getting a little too fucked up and i was like okay i want to dial it back and sober up a little bit and i told her that and i was like i think i just need to drink water for a minute and she was like no you know what you need you need to drink a diet coke and i was like is that really what i need she's well, like absolutely it caffeine? what it has caffeine yeah but diet coke has like magical powers actually and so i drank a diet coke to sober up a little bit and it changed my fucking life and i am an advocate for diet coke now and diet coke sponsor us please before they sponsor us 
doesn't it like kind of give you like bubble guts sometimes where you like get a stomach ache from it i've never noticed that but i live in a constant state yeah, of me pain too. you're yeah you always have stomach yeah, problems but it's like a specific fart that's like i know it's caused by the diet coke oh i should pay attention to that next time yeah honestly i'm a gassy girl so like i'm always farting but maybe I will start to pay attention to my farts after I drink Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> this oh is really good God. content. Do you think our listeners are going to like this? All five of them. I mean, I think it's really relatable. I think it's so relatable. Anyway, I don't know. Do you, do you like, do we stand the Melrose Trading Post? No. Go off. <laughs> I think that like. It's cute and fun. Like I, one thing I will say is there's a jewelry stand there. Are they gonna sponsor us? There's a jewelry stand there that I really like. You can get really good quality jewelry for really fucking cheap, and I love that. But like, I just feel like people have tried so hard to make a fucking fashion show out of it, and I'm like, can I show up? It's Sunday. I'm so fucking hungover. The sun is beating down on me. Like. I'm not putting on 10 pounds of makeup and like a cute little outfit to go traipse around this fucking flea market and not actually buy anything, but just be there to like put on a fashion show. Like that is not my that ideal was only Sunday. the second time I've been there. There can be like good stuff. I just don't like the culture that's developed around it. It's like, it makes me not want to go because I'm like, well, I can't really go unless I look cute. I don't ever want to look cute on a Sunday. I want to look like a gremlin that just rose from the fucking depths of hell. I feel like when we went, there wasn't that many people. Did we go early? I don't remember. I was, that was the day that you picked me up and I ate two croissants in the car. I was a wreck. I think I had like two, I got like the most disgusting drink from Starbucks. I got like a vanilla cream, sweet cream, cold brew. I literally went next door to Pascal's and got a matcha croissant and an almond croissant. I've never been ballsy enough to order two different types of croissants. And well, then I was both. like, it, it made it look like it wasn't just for me. That's why I kind of like was, you know, prideful ordering that. Right. Like it looked like I was, you know, getting a no one, no one else. would assume until you got into the privacy of my vehicle and you like, and I was literally them. binging. One of my hidden talents is being able to eat a croissant and not making a complete fucking mess with all the little crumbs. Like, I don't know how, but like, I pull it off. I went through a phase where I was like adamant when I was like blacked out, not having a snack when I got home, not eating like I've never I've never no. been that way and I'd love and to be that way. I'm- I love that, first of all, but I think for me nothing tastes better on the face of the entire fucking earth than a slice of pizza after a night of drinking oh, a thousand percent and or like a basket of fried pickles at fucking barney's beanery exactly if you guys have seen her like cover photo oh yeah my hand in the front of the photo is actively picking up a slice of fried pickle to dip it into whatever sauce they gave us and shove that shit into my mouth I need to figure out why. We I... need to go back to Barney's and get fried pickles. Um, I don't no. know if I want to go there anytime soon. I love, 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 love Barney's, but you know that. Talk but... about a trend that used to not be a trend that is now a fucking trend again. Oh my God, yeah. It's like, but like if not Barney's, then where? Like where where are we going if it's not Barney's? I actually support you going to Barney's because that is a very easy segue. It's like a pregame for WeHo. So like me and you can go to Barney's, you will get your fix. And then once you're drunk enough, we can go, you know, to high tops and. Right. So like I get to flirt with straight men for a little while and then you get to go flirt with gay men for a little while. Perfect. Best of both worlds. Actually. yeah. I feel like I like could potentially pull more bitches than you at Barney's. There's bitches to be pulled at Barney's and I support you in that endeavor. But I like that little like game plan for our nights out if we ever get a weekend together ever again in our entire lives. Me like saying I'm going to be sober for two weeks, but I'm sitting here literally going through a mental calendar of when we can go blackout. I was going to suggest maybe we should go out before I like leave town this weekend, but... I, it's too soon for me. The I'm last still time... shitting out tequila. Yeah, and when I went home to go visit my family, we went out the night before I had to catch my flight and I fucked my whole shit up by like, you, like forgetting things at home. Like, obviously, with your sisters and whatever, but, like, do your parents drink? Um, like, just have, like, one beer? My dad is, like, the type of person where he'll have, like, one beer. Um, my mom, she likes to drink. 
drinking is huge like among like my greater family like in my hometown we're infamous for like being big partiers and like there's a lot of like legitimate alcoholics in our family um I personally I don't really like to drink unless I'm drinking in like a social setting Mm -hmm. so like while I was camping and out in the wilderness with my family like my sister I think drank most of the nights we were there but I didn't drink the entire time we were there to a point and then yeah that. me too because I'm like if I'm drinking it's just so I can like go out and be social and talk yeah. to people and like dance um but then once we were back on the grid and I was like integrated into society again we went out to the bars mm-hmm. which is when I got fucking roofied but that's a story for another time probably um and like we got lit what kind of drunk do you think you are what kind of drunk mm-hmm. my actually i guess this would be a better question for like us to ask each other like i probably know what kind of drunk you are better than you know yourself absolutely i don't think i know what kind of drunk you are really yeah because like, like i don't people don't think i'm drunk when i'm drunk I was, that's what I was just about to say. And I'm the same way. You're the same way. I was going to say that about you. Like, like when you were throwing up, I was like, what? You, yeah. You're like, how is this bitch showing up? It's just like another sober. level of who we are. Yeah. And that's. It's I, like that's, without a filter. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like I can literally be like about ready to black out. I'll say to somebody, I'm so fucked up right now. And people will be like, mm-hmm. you seems so I, I didn't I think you realize probably told me that 10 times a night that you vomited and i didn't think that you were <laughs> but cedar's coughing all over herself and all over the microphone sorry i just hacked up a you lung. need a hazmat suit <laughs> um i think that you told me 15 times that you were drunk that night and i just didn't believe you and i thought that you were just trying to leave because <laughs> me and the chihuahua were having a reunion yeah but definitely a drunk that you don't know is drunk yeah both of us except I'm the same exact way, I think. But again, if champagne is in the equation, yeah, I will die. And we were both on one that night. And we drank but a bottle of champagne. But that was the thing, <laughs> because I remember. Okay, for for context Dude, and for it's backstory, totally the champagne because we drank that bottle of champagne. Exactly. But for context and for backstory, I just want to fill everybody in. So after we recorded our last episode, it was like I was going to go out of town and Chris was going out of town and we like needed to do one we last do recording. Like a last hurrah. We needed we needed to do a last recording before we both left town. And then we were like, well, let's just make a night of it. Like, and Chris had a bottle of champagne. He was dying to drink. He couldn't let it sit in his cabinet for another fucking second. And so we're like, <laughs> let's record. Then we'll go out and have some bevies and like we'll make a night of it. And it was like a Thursday night. And so we like recorded, we drank the champagne while we were recording as I'm, I think you heard in the recording. Um, we certainly didn't like take that part out, but anyway, so we end up going out and we, we did a few things. Like we went to tower bar, we went to Barney's and then we ended up in WeHo and like there, there were other substances involved, but we were mostly just drinking and we, got so fucking obliterated and I I haven't thrown up from drinking in probably like honestly 10 years and I was so fucked up to the point where I was like there was actually one point where we were still at high tops and I fell out of my chair and where was I you were standing there and I told you what did I do I don't think you cared um because that nurse was like okay so for reference also high tops is a gay bar and there was this guy who's a nurse that was there and he was like taking care of me and and i kept telling you i was like chris i'm so fucked up and you were just like in your own little world you didn't give a fuck what was going on with me and the nurse took my phone and called an uber from my phone and put us in an uber to go home and god i love her so we're like we're in the Uber on the way home. I look over and lock eyes with Chris and I was like, oh my God. And he goes, oh my God, what are you going to throw up? And he said it like ironically and being funny. And I was like, actually, yeah. And then I said, um, excuse me, sir, can you please pull over? So he pulls over. I throw up all over the place and like I got a little bit on the inside of the door, but I then take one of my shoes off take my sock off and wipe the vom up so that way the uber driver obviously didn't have to deal with it and then we start driving some more and we're like almost to chris's house we're We're like about to turn on like my street we're on 
Santa Monica. Santa Monica Boulevard, driving through Beverly Hills, and like we're a mere we're five one block blocks. from like Rodeo Drive. Yeah, because then we walk down Rodeo Rodeo <laughs> Drive to get home. We did. So we take off. We're driving again, and I had to ask him to pull over a second time. And at that point, Chris was like, "Cedar, do you think you're gonna be able to even ride the rest of the way in the car?" And, and I, I get think that's like, the point where I started feeling really bad. I get like really car sick too, so I think that that's probably what triggered it. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to keep making this poor Uber driver like listen to me throw up. So we get out of the car. At one point, I lose a sock. And like this is when your head was dangling over the curb <laughs> yes. and I was taking pictures. Yeah. So we get out of the car and I decided I was like, Chris, I think we just need to sit down a minute before we go anywhere. So I'm literally sitting in the grass. I have one fucking shoe on. My other foot is like bare and Whatever exposed th- with those shoes. Did we get them dry cleaned? No, they okay. still have vomit on them. <laughs> I lost a sock and I'm like sitting in this little patch of grass in between the pavement and the sidewalk. And Chris is, instead of checking in on me or anything, he's literally just taking pictures of me and himself. They're the most iconic photos I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. So anyway, I put my shoe back on finally, minus one sock. And we end up walking down Rodeo Drive and make our sweet little way home to Chris's humble abode where I proceed to throw up in the toilet a few more times. And Chris takes even more photographs of me. Mm-hmm. That was the string of events that took place after our last recording. Anyway, so as you hear us reference that fateful evening, that is the story as to what happened there. And up until the point where I was literally dangling my head out of the Uber, Chris thought I was sober. I literally thought you were sober. That's what type of drunks we both are. It's the champagne. It's the champagne. I was like dancing the night away. Oh, we were moving and grooving. Well, you were falling out of chairs. I was moving and <laughs> You were taking videos of me dancing. I was. I also saw a fellow gay there that I recognized. And instead of going up to him and like saying, hey, I just took a video of him. That's it. Who, how do you know him? You know that creepy afters place I always tell you about that's like in some weird location? The one like over there, like by the 405. I met him there. So funny. It's not far from here, actually. Should we go right now? Just kidding. Is it open? Probably not. I have a permanently damaged, this is my um, biggest insecurity. insecurity. I have like a permanently damaged big toe on my right foot that like I will forever have socks on at all times. That's why I'm always in socks. I will never expose my feet. Really? Yeah. Like you won't ever wear like open-toed shoes. I wore them in Mexico because I was drunk the whole time and didn't give a fuck. And yeah, like, that's so good. I, but like, no, I will never, ever, ever like you never in an Hermes sandal ever. Like, no. Wow. Can't do it. I am. I dying can barely to see even wear a now. mule because I like never, ever, ever, ever wore shoes as a child. So I have disgusting feet, and I don't really mind covering them. I understand. And that. I don't think and it's I, I don't that. I honestly don't really think it's appropriate for a man to wear an open-toed shoe or a sandal necessarily for any occasion. Like it's only no, semi appropriate if you are wearing it to a body of water, but then again it's like not Finds appropriate. A, go buy a boat shoe, babe. Like I don't care what you wear. A just cover boat those shoe. Yeah, like I, I don't. Sperry. That's what I'm saying. No, I would rather no. see you in fucking Sperry's than see a man's, no. especially a straight man's bare toes. The amount of men that were wearing like flip flops at the airport, and not even like, not even like, and this has been something that I've noticed my weekly trips to LAX. Not even like a rainbow. Not even like those weird orthopedic ones that like a dad wears. Like a full-blown, thin-ass plastic Javiana. Actually, I'm being mean. Maybe they were just like tourists and they went to the beach and they're like living their LA life. I don't know. I mean, no. But that's also inappropriate and also somewhat unsanitary. It's not acceptable. Put your fucking toes away. I don't need to see your little piglets. Like, I don't give a fuck. Put them away. Just a flip-flop? Like, you're going to have black feet and you know these straight motherfuckers do not wash their feet in the shower. I do like the idea of like wearing flip-flops like ironically like I would but it would be cute on me because like I'm a girl and like my my feet aren't that ugly like I have like decent feet but like 
it would be cute on me if like I was like wearing flip-flops ironically but like men aren't just they're just not allowed to do things like that unless he was like a cute like fashionable guy is it guy. appropriate for a girl to wear a flip-flop if she's if she does it well and wears it ironically that's the point is it has to be it's like wearing crocs like no one's wearing crocs seriously like if you're wearing crocs seriously you're not fashionable People but if you're wearing, wearing crocs, crocs ironically then it's funny and it's cute you know I have Crocs I and I wear them ironically. Don't really understand the function of a flip flop. Maybe because we have so many alternatives nowadays. We have like a cute slide. We have like a mule. We have a cork wedge. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Um, Selling sunset. Goodbye. Christine Quinn would never be caught dead in that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, like, I'm feeling really humbled after my most recent visit to the Midwest, obviously. So I'm sympathizing a little bit. I know. I should. We shouldn't. Uh, if you wear flip flops, we love you. We love you. Just don't. Just don't like wear don't them be anymore. a straight guy wearing them to the airport. And if you do and if you are, just make sure to wash your feet before you get into bed really well. Yeah. Preferably with like a bar of soap. Yeah. I think bars of soap and, are like, underrated. And a pumice stone. I think that I have a problem. I actually do have a little bit of a bone to pick um, with bar soap. A lot of my ex-boyfriends actually, because I date men that are like 82 years old, but a few of my ex-boyfriends um, strictly shower with bar soap, which is fine. Are they using other products? Straight men? No, never. Um, my problem is, is like we do produce skin cells and there is dead skin living on your body that does need to be removed in some way, shape or form. So if you're not using a loofah, how are you exfoliating? Okay. Loofahs are also a touchy subject because that is like a ball of bacteria. No, I agree, but I have a solution. Um, I found this really cute thing and it's like a little, it's like kind of like a little netted bag and it's just oh, the I think size. You told me about those. Yeah, it's like just the right size to fit a bar of soap. So you, it has like a little drawstring on it and you just drop the soap in and then it's like scrubs while it's close soaps. it. And then, yeah, and you just wash your what body is it, like normally. Like a cheesecloth, but like exfoliating for soap? Kind of, yeah, but it's also made out of like natural fibers and whatever. So you can reuse them. You can put them in the washing machine when you want and wash them and then reuse them. And like, our skin needs to be exfoliated and like for sure with some of my ex-boyfriends most recent one in particular like he has um like bumps on his skin because he's not exfoliating the dead skin like off of his body skin on your arms kind of yeah it's not, not like, no matter how much i do it it goes away but sometimes if i make my skin like bleed it will go away but his wasn't technically KP, but it was like, I, I could tell by looking at it, it would improve if he was able to just, just exfoliate, exfoliate his skin once, a little bit. Yeah. And I literally would beg him to just use these little things. Like you're already using bar soap. There's It's one small step. You just drop the little soap into the thing and then leave it. Like I always use mine until the soap runs out and then I wash it. And he would refuse and he wouldn't. And so there's like these straight men running around with their skin completely unexfoliated and they have fucking clogged pores and like dead skin all over them and like yes i love bar soap but if you're gonna use bar soap then like do something else too yeah figure it out my constant state of neurosis has me no wait you neurotic stop you're kidding has me having a bar of soap and then i have like an exfoliating body wash that i do with like this loofah that i wash perfect like, but I do both. And my skin has been absolutely terrible for the past year. Like, I've developed cystic acne under my beard. So I literally exfoliate or whatever it's called. Is that what it's called? When you Is that called exfoliating? When you what? Why am I drawing a blank? Is that what it's called? Yes. Like, when you scrub, like the scrub yeah, one? Yeah, I've, I've said the word exfoliate about 57 times. I don't times. know why my brain is like... Yeah, are um, you okay? Your Adderall's wearing off. <sighs> um... I exfoliate and then I do a cleanser after. That's, you're doing the most. And I also wash my face with the folliculitis shampoo. I just like, I just wish that like straight men could have that same sense of hygiene. The world would really just be a better place if like straight men were more hygienic. Like the fact that you use two different forms of body wash is so insane. But also I love and respect you for that. And, like, if a straight man could do half that much. True. Literally half. Literally half. Like, yeah. 
Anyway, um, I'm an advocate for bar soap, but like you do need to be exfoliating with something. Okay, how are we wrapping this up? I um, think we have good content. I do feel like we've gotten we've gotten some good things. We've covered, uh, once again, covered so much fucking ground because neither of us can carry a single thought longer than. Okay, so you're hot this week because your your boy because I torment my access. Your name. Yeah. I'm hot this week because I'm in my gratitude era of serenity. I love that for you. And feeling fulfilled by all my loved ones. I just like am really excited though. I I'm happy for you that you're like like constantly like hot and like grateful and whatever, but I'm so excited for the day that you roll in and you're just like bothered beyond belief i know i need to find something like big that bothers me i mean you don't need to find it it'll come to you don't seek it out for sure but like little things bother me like trying to pinpoint one thing that bothers me well especially when you're not having like horribly like toxic ongoing flings with men that's yeah it probably is pretty easy to stay unbothered whereas me i pick a new fight with a new man at least once a day at least once every hour on the hour <laughs> on the hour anyway okay we love um, you guys yeah okay so everybody's gonna have an insane fucking unbothered week super super fucking hot week like just are, am i a motivational speaker like what <laughs> yes. i'm not doing that that's weird everybody have a really hot week because chris and i are having hot weeks have a diet coke but in a fucking can do not have it in any other vessel unless it's in the privacy of your own home or your car go smoke a cigarette drink a can diet coke and get a fucking landing strip this week Slay. love you all fucking bye bye